having a blessed evening as we are as always we'd like to say praise the lord thank the lord for another day in the land of the living and another chance to get our acts together today is october 21st 2021 and week 142 if you are new around here welcome to join the midst of the storm this is a program where we like to do weekly live stream bible studies and shortly upload audio versions to every major podcast platform shortly thereafter and if you've been with us for a while as we always like to say welcome back Thank you guys for tuning in week in and week out trying to hear what thus says the Lord. As you can see from the topic, if you can read it, we're talking about a workman made ashamed. So without any further ado, I'm going to pass it over to Minister Tony Banks and we can go ahead and get started with this evening's message. As always, I hope you guys get something out of it. Thank you, Melvin. Before we get into the topic tonight, we will go into a word of prayer if you guys are at a place where you can pause and join in with us uh, we greatly urge you to do so heavenly father thank you for another opportunity lord another day that you have blessed us lord help us not to take these moments for granted lord we're, we're thanking you for all the many blessings that you continually pour out on us lord you said you make it rain on the just and the unjust so lord we thank you for that lord we're asking that you will continue to lead and guide us into all truth, Lord, that you would just open up our eyes, open up our understanding, Lord. Help us to see the things that we need to see. Show us the way, Lord, and help us to follow in your footsteps. Lord, we're asking that you would just continue to uh, touch those who are in need at this hour, Lord, no matter what needs we have, Lord, uh, whatever it may be, Lord, we're asking that you would just continue to uh, be in our midst lord uh, help us not to forsake you lord because you promised to not forsake us so lord help us to be faithful in the things that we do lord help us not to be slack uh, concerning your word lord help us to just continue doing the things that we know are right help us lord not to be weary in well doing lord we're asking that you would just continue to do those things that you're doing for us, Lord, and help us to uh, continue to grow, continue to be a light uh, in the midst of so much darkness, Lord. Continue to uh, just give us the right mind to want to be saved, to want to do your will, Lord, because we understand so many people, they're lost, they're looking, they're trying to find you. And so, Lord, we're asking that uh, you would call them in and also you would keep us going. So, Lord, we're praying for the Bible study tonight that someone would be encouraged to run just a little bit further. And so, Lord, we're praying all these blessings in your holy name. And one thing we try not to forget, Lord, is to pray that you will continue to remind us no matter what is going on in our lives that there is a reason to have joy in the midst of every storm so lord we're praying all these blessings in your precious name jesus amen amen so uh, the topic comes from a scripture and we'll pick it up which we have it on the screen second uh, timothy chapter 2 and verse 15 uh, let's read that scripture there, Mel. Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Now, Paul here, speaking to Timothy, he says, study to show thyself approved unto God. I see we have a comment. Uh, who was that, Mel? Chris? Uh, Chris says, I know 
who will have the last joy. The one that we're talking about, God Almighty, he'll have the last everything. Uh, and Paul says, study to show yourself approved unto God. This is who we need to uh, prove ourselves to. You know, a lot of times, uh, especially someone who's new at something, you know, if you have someone who's uh, not a novice, someone who's been doing that said thing for a long time, uh, the person who is just coming along, they want to prove themselves. They want to show, you know, I, I can do this. But when it comes to God, Paul tells Timothy, study the word. Study the scriptures so you can be approved in God's eyesight. We've seen that that happened to Jesus uh, when Jesus was baptized and received the Holy Ghost. We heard God call down a voice called down, which we know it was God's voice uh, that said, this is my beloved son and thee I'm well pleased. God approved of him. Uh, but it was because of his actions is because even Jesus being a young man, a young child, rather, even at 12 years old, we see him in the temple studying. He's trying to learn. He's asking questions. He's talking about the word of God. That's all wrapped up in studying. You know, in order to study something, we have to ask questions, things we don't understand. That's a part of studying. That's a part of researching. So Paul tells Timothy here, study to show yourself approved unto God. A workman that needeth not to be ashamed. You know, God, the Bible tells us. Uh, and, and we know the scripture that says, by grace, are ye saved? Uh, through faith uh, in the book of Ephesians but we stop there and we don't recognize the works aspect he told us God ordained us to walk in good works we are his workmanship God works through us so here Paul tells Timothy, I want you to study God's word so that you won't be made ashamed. Study his word. And what studying does, it approves us to God living the life that God called us to live. It approves us to God. And therefore, God will give you the right interpretation. It takes God to do that. You know, any of us can read the Bible uh, and we can come up with our own opinion. But we have to be approved unto God and he will bless us to receive the right revelation. Uh, we can look at the first book, uh, the first chapter, rather, of Revelation and it's called the revelation of Jesus Christ. God reveals some things to us 
And that's what happens when we study. That's what happens when we live the life that he's calling us to live. So he says, study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. God wants us to get this thing right. And that's what we're talking about tonight, getting it right. But the only way we can do that is if we get in the word. You know, I was talking to a man not long ago and he, he began to talk about how attendance was down in his church uh, in the church that he attended. The attendance was down. But he said, you know, people are using COVID to not attend church, but everyone's going to their job. They're going to Walmart. They're going to the football game, to the baseball game. They're going here. They're going there. But the thing is, we're neglecting studying the word of God. That's what we're neglecting. There's a reason we call it Bible study, because we're trying to rightly divide God's word. We're trying to be approved in God's eyesight. So uh, the the title, which I can't even understand myself, uh, it says a workman made a shame. Uh, I came up with that uh, because uh, the, the scripture says a workman that needed not to be ashamed, but I felt that that might have been a little too long. So we'll kind of talk about both of those things here. Timothy, he was taught by Paul. And so being brought up by Paul, we understand God chose Paul for this job. And so Paul had this thing right. However, he continued to study, even though Paul knew so much, even though God showed him so much, he still went down multiple times to compare what he had learned with what the rest of the apostles had learned. And so we find a habit of studying with Paul that he's teaching Timothy. He said, we got to study. You know, I realized I'm going to have to be in school for the rest of my life in Bible school. Because I need to continue to study because if not, I'll be made ashamed. You know, I, I thought about how uh, back when I was, uh, especially in high school uh, and even younger, uh, but back in those times, if a person, we, we knew the test was approaching. But if someone did not study and they took that test, when they got their grade, somebody was ashamed. Everybody in the class is asking, well, what did you make? And somebody said they made an 80. Somebody said they made a, a, a 90. Somebody over here said, yeah, I, I didn't do as well as I wanted. I made a 76. But the person who didn't, put forth an effort and actually study they're ashamed to tell people they don't <laughs> they're hoping nobody asked them uh, 
about their paper because you're embarrassed to fail. And, you know, that's something that I, I realize even when it comes to the word of God. Especially uh, when you get out and you start talking to uh, various religious groups, whether it be, you know, uh, Catholic or whether it be Methodist, whether it's Baptist, whether it's whatever, um, Mormons, it doesn't matter. Once you start talking about your beliefs, it's easy to tell when someone has not studied. Because if you begin asking a few questions, they say, well, oh, I haven't studied that. And of course, there's something all of us haven't studied. But far too often, I find that people aren't studying anything. But these are the people that are wanting to tell you about the word of God, but they have not studied. And so people are made ashamed. They're embarrassed. They can't answer anything because they have not studied anything. I won't get into uh, the specifics on that, but let's let's look at um, uh, Romans chapter five and verse five. Romans chapter five and verse five. You know, let, let's go to. Um, yeah, let's go to verse five. And hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which and, is given unto us. You know, if we get into the word of God, if we study, if we're in Bible study, if we go to church and actually pay attention. Because uh, I had I've had people talk to me about how they go to church, but they don't remember anything that was talked about. That's because we're not paying attention. That's because once we get there, it's time for us to check our cell phone. We've got to respond to some messages now. Well, that's the time where I'm going to catch up on my sleep. You know, I, I've had a long day. I, I'm tired. I'm sleepy. So we find all sorts of things to do outside of actually focus on God's word. And do you know what that shows God? We don't want to be approved by him. He's looking at these things. He's looking at the respect level that we have for him. And he said, wow. You know, they're asking for things, but their life, their works, are not being approved. Their works. He said you'll know them by the fruit that they bear. Look at the fruit that they're bringing forth. So he says hope maketh not a shame. That's what being in the midst of learning God does for us. It gives a person hope. If we truly learn God and what he's about will have hope. There's so many people struggling, hurting because of the lack of hope. 
There's so many other people around them tearing them down, giving them no hope. And a war is going on in the minds of so many people, telling them they don't have any hope. That's what causes people to be depressed. That's what one of the things, at least, that's what causes people uh, to commit suicide, the lack of hope. But if we get into God, we wouldn't have to worry about those things. Because the word of God is going to teach us we have hope. The scripture said we're not as others who don't have hope. We have hope when we have God in our lives. So we don't have to be ashamed. You know, people who don't have hope, they're ashamed. They're depressed. They have low confidence because of the lack of hope. See, hope goes beyond our weaknesses. Hope goes beyond our flaws. We understand God loves us in spite of what flaws we can say we have. You know, I, I, I thought about, uh, I've been following this story of the, the Brian Laundrie and Gabby Petito case, uh, and they found her body deceased. And now they think they found his body uh, deceased. And I don't know if this this guy committed suicide or not, uh, but people are thinking he did. I don't know. I can't speculate on that. But my mind went to Judas and how he turned Christ in. And we know Christ was then killed. And so after looking at that situation, Judas gets into a place where he has no hope. He has no hope. And so as a result, he takes his own life because of the lack of hope. We don't have to worry about this type of thing. See, once a person gets into God once they truly learn God and it takes us to study it takes you to be in Bible study it takes you to be in church it takes you uh, to praise God it takes you to worship it takes you to pray it takes you to fast it takes you to do all these things but if you're willing to put forth the effort what you learn in God is that you always have hope even if you can say you're a sinner. You're the biggest sinner in the world. You have hope in God. Even if you say you have murdered, you have hope in God. Even if you say you did whatever the worst things people can come up with. You're a fornicator. You're a liar. You're a thief. You're a rapist. Whatever it is in Christ, you have hope if you're willing to change. Now, it's going to take repentance, though. We can't continue to do the same thing. But if a person is willing, and that's what God gives us, the knowledge of hope. We don't have to be ashamed about the wrong we did in the past. We can move on from that. We can repent. And now, God approves of us. That's hope. 
that's a workman. That's not a shame because he called, he ordained us to walk in good works. He's called us out of darkness into this marvelous light. And we don't have to be ashamed. Now, you know, we're ashamed when we did wrong. All of us in the world, there are some wrongs we've did. We don't want people to find out about that. But once we repent, we don't have to be ashamed to bring that before God now because he accepts us. He cares about us. We have hope. There's so many people who won't let you live things down that you did in the past. But God is not that way. Once you truly repent, he moves on. You know, I, I realized uh, some time back, I realized I had that issue where if someone had did something wrong towards me and, you know, somebody asked me, how do you know if you have forgiven someone? And I remember asking someone else this question because I needed to know this answer for myself. And this is all a part of studying, asking questions. So you can learn. And so I was asked the question again. How do you know if you've forgiven someone? So I took the question higher and asked someone, uh, people rather. Uh, I, I tried to receive godly counseling on the same thing. And I was told, you know, you have forgiven someone when you don't bring up the wrong that they have did. And I realized in that moment I had failed because I could even recall times where I have brought up wrong that people had did in the past, even though I was supposed to have forgiven them. But that was a lack of forgiveness on my behalf. And so I thank God that he continued uh, to open my understanding, I totally had forgot about that uh, till that till this moment. Actually, uh, I hadn't thought about that in a while. But I thank God that he he continues to show how we actually have hope. We can let those things go. We can move on because God has moved on. So if God approves someone, He said, "If God be for us, who can be against?" In another place, he said, who can lay a charge on God's elect? Who can lay a charge? So who am I to bring up something someone has did? So we can have hope in Christ, no matter what we have did. You know, if only someone would have told this man the whole world is searching after. If only someone could have told him, he still has hope. Maybe. I don't know. Perhaps things would have been different. Perhaps. Because he had already, from the looks of it, did wrong. And so he ran because he felt he had no hope. But that's what the devil wants 
all of us to feel we have no hope. But in Christ, we always have hope. So I thank God for that today. I thank God he has given us hope that we can move beyond any of our flaws, any of the wrongs we did. No one can continue to hold them over our heads and say, well, you remember what you did last week. We can move beyond that. I want to look at another thing. Let's move to Matthew chapter 7. <clears throat> and let's start here at verse 21. Let, let's go back up to 19. Because we're talking about a workman made a shame. But there's two types of workmen. There are those that do the will of God and there are those that do not. So we're going to pick it up in Matthew 7 and verse 19. Every tree that bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. Now it takes studying to understand what we're talking about. It takes persistence. We talked about that in the Bible study not long ago. It takes persistence that shows God, you know, I want to be approved. I want you to accept my actions. I want you to accept my life. God rewards persistence. And studying is being persistent. That's what studying is about. If you ever have studied for any test, now, you might say you only look over it once, but if you do, <laughs> you're not going to do well. That's the reason you fail, because you say, yeah, I just looked at it one time. That's not studying. Studying is looking at it and again and again. That's what studying is. God rewards that. God wants us to be consistent. So he said every tree. Now he's talking about the individual. He said, well, no, he said the tree. <laughs> I had a man tell me, Mel, he said, well, <laughs> I read the Bible straightforward. See, we don't do none of that interpretation stuff. I said, my God, <laughs> that's the words of someone who is foolish. Everything is not going to be straightforward in the scripture. That's why he told Timothy to study. You have to rightly divide this. You have to understand this. So he said every tree that bring not forth good fruit is cut down. Uh-huh. Wherefore, by their fruits, you shall know them. He said by their fruits, you will know them. If they don't bring forth good fruit. They'll be cast, cut down, and cast into the fire. Now, he's not talking about a tree, an apple tree that's growing, but the apples weren't growing properly. So they say, you know what? Let's cut this tree down and let's burn it. That's not what he's talking about. So we can't read it straightforward. Then in verse 20, he says, wherefore, by their fruits, ye shall know them. Now let's see who he's talking about in verse 21. Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. Mm -hmm. But he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. He's talking about those, the workmen. 
the people who will not walk in good works. Those people who have not been approved unto God. Those people who will not do what God says. The people who have no hope. That's the people he's talking about. Those people who will be made ashamed. They will be made ashamed. They might not be ashamed right now. You know, people are proud to do wrong today. They're not ashamed to sin. They're proud of it. You know, I, I was listening to someone today. <laughs> My God. I was listening to someone today. And people will try to sell you something so bad that they'll lie to you. They said, oh, wow, you like that piece of furniture, huh? Yeah. My mother has this exact piece in her house lying. And then they'll look over and tell the, the next person. They said, well, she doesn't actually have that. I just said that people think that's funny. We'll lie. We'll disobey God. All to make money. And so right now we think it's funny. We're not ashamed to say that we lied. We're not ashamed to tell people that we've sinned. There's nothing shameful about it. But on this day, you will be ashamed. On a day that's coming, you will be made ashamed for all of the wrong that we're so happy about doing. You know, you have parents who will encourage their children to sin. Encourage their children to be in fornication. They say, oh, just use protection. That's encouraging wrong. We're not ashamed right now, but we will be ashamed one of these good old days. And it's approaching. It's going to happen in a moment we're not looking for. Just like the thief in the night. He comes at a time where people aren't looking. A lady was telling me, I think that was yesterday, a lady told me somebody was out walking around her house 2, 3 o'clock in the morning. When people are inside sleep, that's, what, that's when the thief comes. And that's when God is going to make people ashamed at a time that they're not expecting it. So he says, not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord. See, he's not talking about an actual tree because the tree can't say, Lord, Lord. He's talking about people here. The people are going to be cut down and cast into fire, which is hell. And this is why. Because they won't do the will of the Father. How can you do what God says if you don't even know what he said? It's going to take us to study. We have to be in Bible study. We have to be in church. We have to learn of him. I know somebody said, well, you don't have to go to church. You're going to be ashamed one day that you didn't go. You need to be learning of him. How else can you learn? You know, anybody who becomes a doctor, you know what they should say? Well, we don't have to go to school to do this. I don't have to learn how to do this. Anyone who learns to do anything, they go to some type of schooling. They learn. 
from someone else who knows about that thing. Otherwise, they'll be embarrassed because somebody is going to <laughs> let them know real quick. You don't know what you're talking about. So. Let's read verse 22. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? This day is approaching. This is the person who is going to be made ashamed. They will be ashamed this day. They will be very ashamed this day. Right now, everybody's proud. But this day is approaching. Go ahead, Mel. And in thy name have cast out devils. Mm -hmm. And in thy name done many wonderful works. They said, haven't we did so many great things, though? Haven't we did so many great things? Hath not God approved of us? I know he approved of us. <laughs> Somebody, <laughs> a lady was, uh, a lady was putting some furniture in her vehicle. Uh, and she had, uh, it was kind of an SUV. And so her trunk, uh, you know, you can have the button where your trunk will close and uh, like the door will close and she closed her door and the door uh, fastened and she said wow the will of God you know we don't know what the will of God is we think getting some new furniture wow that's just the will of God I'm not saying God don't want you to get furniture but that's all we think is God's will we don't look at sin and how that's against the will of God we just look at my personal gain. That's got to be God's will there. But we have to study to find out. We have to study. We have to learn. What, what is God concerned about? You know, that's fine that you got a piece of furniture, but that's not God's biggest priority right now. God's priority is that you be saved. The will of God, the scripture said, it's not his will that you should perish. That couch, that that TV, that whatever, that chair is going to perish, though. But God is concerned about you. That should give us hope. He's not all that concerned about that chair. He's concerned about you. He cares about your soul. You are the will of God. You are his will. He's he's looking after you. But we're thinking God's biggest priority is on all these things. So that mindset is only learned from studying his word. So let's get back to where we were. Uh, let's read verse 22 again for me, Mel. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name and in thy name have cast out devils and in thy name done many wonderful works? Said, many are going to say to God, this is the day that so many people will be ashamed. But before this, they were proud. Many are going to say to him, Lord, haven't we did all these great things? Go ahead, Mel. And then will I profess unto them, 
I never knew you. Now you talk about embarrassing. You talk about embarrassing. He's going to profess to them. I never knew you. Now you talk about being embarrassed and sad and hurt to go your whole life and think God is on your behalf and saying, wow, this is the will of God. And to get to this day and find out, God says, I never even knew you. This is a sad day here. This does not have to be us. We have hope today. This doesn't have to be us. Now, it's going to be somebody, but it's because someone won't study. Someone won't put in any effort into learning just who God is. I tried talking to one lady about hearing the word of God, and I can tell instantly she didn't want to hear it. You know, that, that's, that's, that's what the preacher talked about, uh, went to a, a study, and the preacher began to talk about creating an atmosphere, creating an environment. He, he used this analogy, this example, rather, of him going and knocking on someone's door, and they said, come on in, come on in. And he said he began to ask a question, you know, how's your day going? They said, ah, so-so. He said, well, you know, you doing okay? Yeah, I'm okay. He said, you know, eventually, after this person is not showing me that they're at even in the slightest bit welcoming, he said, I'm going to look for an escape route because they're not creating that atmosphere that's welcoming. And so that's what we should be in the church. We should create an environment that people want to be a part of that people say, wow, you know, I really felt like someone cared about me. That's what God is wanting us to do for each other. Show care. Show love to one another. So, uh, let's get back to what we were saying though. So, here in verse 23, and then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Uh-huh. Depart from me. Ye that work iniquity. Cut down and cast into the fire. That's this is explaining the same thing we read previously. They were cut down and cast into the fire. The Lord said, Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. You talk about embarrassing. This is a sad, sad day for people who thought that they were saved. You know, we better pick up Jesus talking about that. Jesus told us the same thing. Uh, pull up John chapter 5 and verse 39. Jesus talked about this. 
people thinking that they're saved. But we're not. I don't want us to be embarrassed this day. Because this is an embarrassment that you cannot come back from. So let's pick up John 5 and 39. Search the scriptures. Study. That's what he's telling them. Study. Learn of God. You know, we, we say we have answers. He said, go back and check them. Go back and check it again. Go back and make sure. Somebody's going to tell you, man, it don't take all of that. You know, just as long as you just, you know, people say that a lot of times. They say, well, all you have to do is accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. But that's good. That's right. But you still have to do more. You have to search the scriptures. You have to study. You have to live the life that he said live. Accepting him is more than just saying some words. And shaking somebody's hand. Giving somebody a hug or shedding a few tears. It's more than that. Jesus says search the scriptures. Go ahead, Mel. For in them you think you have eternal life. We just read this. Some people thought that they had eternal life. They said, Lord, didn't we do all these wonderful works? We cast out devils. We did so much. But he said, you think you have it, but he's going to say, depart from me. You workers of iniquity. This is a sad day. And I don't want to see us be like this. But the scripture has to be fulfilled. But it doesn't have to be us. That's the hope that we have. It doesn't have to be me. Peter says, save yourself. You can't save other folks. We can try. We can try to help. But Peter says, save yourself. So tonight, I thank God that I have the ability to save myself with God's help. I can save myself. Now, I can't make so-and-so do right. God knows I wish they would. But I got to save me. So for myself, I have to keep going back, making sure that this stuff is right. Because I don't want to think I'm saved and end up lost. I don't want to be made ashamed. I don't want to be made ashamed in this day. So, Jesus says, search the scriptures. Study. Go back. Make sure it's right. Keep looking at this thing. We have to. You know, this thing, we should be passionate about the word of God. Why? Because this has everything to do with you. You know, when you sit down to read this, you're reading about your life because you're going to fall on this side or that side of the scripture. You're reading about yourself. We should be intrigued to find out about me. You know, what's going to happen to me? We should be fascinated about what's going to happen with myself. You know, we're fascinated about everybody else's life, Melvin. I want to go look and see what 
Magic Johnson is doing right now. <laughs> oh, I seen so-and-so went live. Let me go see what they're doing. But when we're looking at these scriptures, we're looking at our own life. Because these are things that's going to happen to us. And certainly it's going to happen to all those people we're looking at too. But we have to save ourselves though. So Jesus says, search the scriptures because you think you save. And this is where just about every Christian in the world sits. We all say I'm saved. But we need to search the scriptures to make sure. Make sure. Let's go back to where we started at, Melvin. Back in 2 Timothy. Chapter 2. And let's go back to verse 15. I believe I want to. You know what? Let's go back up to uh, 14. Of these things, put them in remembrance. See. I've, uh, <laughs> my wife has told me uh, sometimes when I'm teaching or preaching or whatever you want to call it, I, I feel that I'm more of a teacher than a preacher. Um, so whenever I'm teaching, she said, oh, you say the same thing. You say the same thing over and over. And read, read verse 14 for me, Mel. So 14 again. Yeah, start over in that verse. Of these things, put them in remembrance. This is the reason why I have to say the same thing. Because I want to put you in remembrance. I want to emphasize something to you. You know, I find the scripture itself. You can read some chapters of the Bible. And if you're paying attention, you'll read the same thing in the same chapter over and over. It'll tell you up here and then it'll tell you once again the same thing. But he's trying to show you something. He's trying to remind you because we'll let it slip. We'll forget. God knows I forget. But Paul said these things remind them, say it over and over. There's a reason I keep going back to the baptism in Jesus name, the filling of the Holy Ghost. I want to remind you. Because if I don't, some people might say, well, he changed. They don't believe that no more because they don't talk about it. <laughs> but we need to be reminded of these things. Go ahead, Mel. Charging them before the Lord that they strive not about words to no profit. There's no reason we should be fighting about things that don't even matter. We'll fight about things that don't even matter don't have any profit whatsoever but we'll fight about it go ahead man but to the subverting of the hearers but what we should be trying our best to do is help someone be saved that's something that profits us go ahead man study to show thyself approved unto god see the reason we don't have an understanding of things is because God doesn't see us put in any effort. He said, you're not, you're not studying. We say, well, God, I was in Bible study, though. I, I was in Bible study. What do you mean? But when you're there, are you really there? 
See, I know how this thing works because even as I sit in church sometimes, I'll see people and I do this. So I understand somebody else might do this, but I read from my phone. But I rarely, and I mean rarely, I rarely will send a text message when I'm in church. Unless it's something I absolutely need to respond to. I'm not just going to text and have a conversation with someone about something that can wait. But I see this happen with people. They're texting. They're checking their Facebook. They're, they're checking this. They're checking their Instagram. They're, they're doing all these things. And so even when they're supposed to be studying, and learning of God, they're not even giving their attention. But now, if someone is watching a TV show, and I'm talking about you watching a show, you glued into it. If we miss something, you know what we do, Millie? <laughs> we say, rewind that thing. I, I missed something. Rewind it. Go back. But you know, when it comes to the word of God, we're okay with missing. I see we got some comments, Mel. We better address that. <laughs> Chelsea says, praise the Lord. And she also says, sometimes saying things differently can confuse the learner. I love hearing the same word over and over. Keeps me atten attentive to the word. Yes, things will confuse the learner if they hear different things. But that's the reason Jesus said, search the scriptures. See, there's going to be some work that I personally have to do i can i can take any topic i can say is it okay for me to eat pork that, that's a topic that's come up within god's word and if i youtube this if i google it i'll have some people on this side say yes and some people on the other side say no and so what it boils down to, a lot of times we have a problem because we already want a certain thing to be true. Somebody that likes bacon, somebody that likes pig feet, they're not going to want to believe that eating those things are wrong. So they're going to listen to the person who says it ain't nothing wrong with it and vice versa. So when is we have to do our due diligence in searching the scriptures, I have to approach it from a neutral standpoint and say, you know, God, I just want to see the truth. I just want you to show me the truth. And so that's a very important aspect uh, when we hear different things, because we're always going to hear something different. They did it in Jesus' day. They did it before his day. People said different things. But it's going to take searching the scriptures. It's going to take studying. It's going to take being in Bible study. It's going to take praying. It's going to take, God, just, just help me. Help me to see what's true. I think we had one other thing. Uh, yes, Sister Rosie said, amen. Thank you for tuning in. Sister Betty says, praise the Lord and praise the Lord to you as well. And Casey said, help us, Lord. And that is definitely true because we all need it. 
And David commented, he said, to show ourselves approved, a workman, not ashamed. We need to know the word of God because we are his workmen and have a work to do for his kingdom. Mm -hmm. You know, the devil tried to use God's word against Jesus. But since Jesus knew the word of God, he fought the devil with it. See, people are always going to use God's word and use it against you they're going to use it in the wrong way but only if you truly know his word and truly know the understanding that's the only way you can come out on top we, we better we better we better look at that Uh, I need to find where that is. Um, give me one second here. David also says, if we don't know the word, we won't be a good worker for his kingdom. That is very true. Have to be prepared. Uh, let's go to Matthew chapter 4. Matthew chapter 4. And let's start. Let's start at verse 1. And we'll skip down. Uh, I think we got another question there. I can't tell. Yep. Let's see. Uh, Chelsea says, will we potentially find out our purpose from reading the word? Oh, certainly. Certainly we find our purpose because the word is given to instruct us, to lead and guide us. That's what we find in the word. Things that God wants us to be doing, we find it in there. Things he does not want us to be doing, we find it. But it comes to accepting our purpose because a lot of times as people, we look at, you know, I, I can look at the things that Melvin does and I say, wow, you know, look at how God is using Melvin to do these things. And I might like those things. And so in my mind, I say, well, you know, I think, I think I ought to be doing that. But there are some things that God may have him to do, he might not be asking me to do all those things. So I have to accept the purpose that God called me. You know, there are, I'll put it this way. You know, it's easy to accept a purpose that is, uh, uh, I'm at a loss of the word I want, uh, but there are there there are some things that, for the lack of a better word, glamorous to us. Um, it is appealing to us. See, there are. Let, let me put it this way: you know, if God called me to be a surgeon, you know, that's an occupation that is. Um. looked up to 
But now if God called me to be someone who does jobs that people look down on, you know, suddenly I say, well, God didn't tell me to do that. He told so-and-so, you know, it depends on what it is. We, so we have to be careful about that thing. We think about things from a worldly standpoint a lot of times. And so God can't use us the way we really, the way he really wants to use us because we're looking at it from a worldly standpoint. We're not willing to deny ourselves. Jesus said we can't be his disciple unless we deny ourselves. And so I can only, if I'm not willing to deny myself, God can only use me so much because some things he asked me to do. I'm just, I'm just going to say, God, I'm not doing that. I'm not. Uh, we have another question also from Chelsea. Mm -hmm. Does a person have to have the Holy Ghost in order for the word to expose their purpose? I won't say that, but I would say it's crucial. See, when we look at Paul, Jesus told him, let's go and get that uh, in the book of Acts chapter nine. Now, let's start here um, in Acts chapter 9. And this is going to be Paul receiving instructions of the Lord on what his purpose is, what he needs to do. And so part of it he's willing to tell, but another part was still not told until Paul began to do the first things he said. See, this is how God works. He will tell you a part of the things he wants you to do. And until you do that part, he's not going to give you any further instruction. And, you know, people, we're the same way. You know, if somebody tells you, uh, a job they want you to do. They'll tell you, all right, go do this and let me know when you're done. I've seen people do this. All right, do this and let me know when you finish. I got something else for you to do after that. They don't even tell you what the next task is until you complete the first task. And so this is what God does with Paul here. He said, look, this is what I want you to do. Go do this. Then I'll tell you the next step. And so God operates this way. He's not going to tell us everything at one time. We have to trust him enough to obey this task. And then he takes you a little further. And when you do the next thing, he takes you a little further. As you continue to expose yourself to him, he continues to take you deeper and deeper. So now let's pick up. I'm going to try not to read all of this, uh, but let's pick up Acts 9 and verse 3. And as he journeyed, he came near Damascus, 
and suddenly there shined round about him a light from heaven. Now this is Paul. Now at this time he was called Saul. And he's headed to have other Christians killed. Now he does not have the Holy Ghost. He doesn't even know anything about the Holy Ghost here. So he's headed to Damascus and suddenly there shined a light from heaven. See, God, God is always trying to get our attention. And so he's trying to reach out to Saul here, which is also Paul, who wrote even the very scriptures that we were just reading in the book of Romans. Um, uh, so let's keep going here. And he fell to the earth and heard a voice saying unto him, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? Mm -hmm. And he said, Who art thou, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. Now, he didn't know who he was. He said, Who are you, Lord? He's having a conversation. All he can see right now is this light that's shining around him. And he has this conversation with God. He said, Who are you? He said, I'm Jesus. Drop down to verse 6. And he, trembling and astonished, said, Lord, what will thou have me to do? Now look at his question. This is the question that was asked about the purpose. He said, Lord, what do you want me to do? Lord, what is my purpose? All right. And the Lord said unto him, Arise and go into the city. And it shall be told thee what thou must do. You know, people don't want to hear this thing, man. He said, I want you to get up, go into the city, and I'll tell you what you must do. He's going to have someone to tell Paul what he must do. You know, people don't like this type of thing. We said, well, I don't need somebody to tell me nothing. See, God's going to tell me. He doesn't operate that way. He tells you some. But the rest, he wants someone to tell you. But now it has to be the right one. It has to be the one that God sent. It has to be the right one. So he said, I want you to go into the city. And once you get there, it'll be told. See, he had to do this first. So that's what I meant. Uh, when I said receiving the spirit is crucial because God told him part of this thing, but now God can't tell him the rest until he goes and does what God said do. He didn't have the spirit. He had to go and receive it. He had to go and receive it. So now I want to drop down uh, to verse eight because we're going to see this thing through. I want to finish up this uh, reading here. Drop down to verse eight for me. And Saul arose from the earth. He got up after being told what to do. This was his purpose, all right? And when his eyes were opened, he saw no man. Man was blind. Drop down to verse 9 for me. And he was there, and he was three days without sight, and neither did eat nor drink. He was blind because of the light that shined on him. He was blind. And now he took this opportunity to fast. He said, I'm not going to eat. I'm not going to drink. He took the opportunity to fast. Go ahead. And there was a certain disciple at Damascus named Ananias. And to him said the Lord in a vision, 
Ananias. See, God is always working. See, once we start doing what God says do, he has people out there already in position to help us along the journey. You know, this is why I said earlier, we have hope today. There are people who don't have hope. They feel nobody cares about me. Nobody loves me. If God cares about you, which he does, that's all that matters. He will put people in position to help you. This man, Ananias, he didn't know Paul. He heard of him and he was afraid of him. But God said, you know what? I want to use you to help Paul. And so let's look at how God brought these people together. All right. And he said, behold, I am here, Lord. Mm -hmm. And the Lord said unto him, arise and go into the street, mm -hmm. which, is, which is called straight and inquire in the house of Judas for one called Saul, who is Paul uh -huh. of Tarsus. For behold, he prayed. He, he said, look, I want you to go and help this man. But it took Paul to get up and do what God said do to begin with it took him to do that this man is going to receive the Holy Ghost as a result of Ananias I want to show that uh, move over to Acts the 16th chapter and I believe it's around verse 20 something if I'm not mistaken no that's not it Must be off a chapter. Give me one second. Twenty-two and sixteen. That's what it is. I got the verses in the exact opposite. So 22 and 16, not 16 and 20. All right. So 22 in chapter 16 now. Uh, so this is the exact same com uh, scenario. But this is why we're told to study the scriptures. Because in one place, you won't get the whole story. You have to get parts of it from there. You have to get the other part over here. And you have to put them together, rightly dividing the word of truth. So now uh, we are in chapter 22 and 16. And now we're going to go up to verse 12 and we're going to skip some things here. But I want to show this and I want to make it plain. I hope you guys can follow this. I'm trying to go as slow as I can, but it is something I want to show plainly. So Acts 22 and let's start at verse 12. And one Ananias, a devout man, according to the law, having a good report of all the Jews which dwelt there. Now, this is Paul giving his testimony. Now, this is coming from Paul. Let's see what he said. Came unto me. Came unto Paul. Now, they didn't know each other. Paul had to go where God sent him. And he said, this man Ananias came to me. And this is what happened. And stood and said unto me. Brother Saul. Good God Almighty. You know, God will give you brothers and sisters. You don't even know them. He'll give you family. You don't even know. There's people that feel my family doesn't even love me. 
well you got some other family out there if you put your trust in God he said brother Saul this is the same man that was once afraid of him he told God he said look I heard how this man is going around having people kill now God straightened this man out he said this is my brother brother Saul go ahead man I don't have time to deal with that receive thy sight receive thy sight you know what the Holy Ghost comes for to lead and guide us the only way you can be led and guide is by sight that's that you know we walk we open our eyes you know if someone is blind you know they need some type of sight that's the reason they take the stick out and they tap it is giving them some sight that's the reason they take their hand and they put it out on the wall if they can't see is letting them know what's around is giving them some sight some insight if you will and so God sends Ananias down there for Paul to be baptized and receive the Holy Ghost see it always comes into play there's a reason I keep talking about that let's see what he said here in the same hour I looked up upon him and he said the God of our fathers have chosen thee drop down to verse 16 for me and now why Terry is that he said what you waiting for uh-huh arise and be baptized and wash away thy sins calling on the name of the Lord that same night he was baptized in Jesus name and he received the Holy Ghost see it was the Holy Ghost that caused this man to be able to see again the Holy Ghost is to open our spiritual eyes but in this instance it not only opened his spiritual eyes but his physical eyes also he's trying to teach us something all the time the Holy Ghost is to show you the way to go is to open your understanding is to open your eyes is for you to find out your purpose but Paul had to be obedient Paul had to be obedient and as soon as we're obedient God sends other people people we had no idea even existed Paul didn't know about Ananias but God sent him to baptize him and to help him receive the Holy Ghost now, Ananias didn't give him the Holy Ghost God did it but God said look go down go down to Stray Street I got somebody down there that's going to tell you what you need to do so God operates through people that's how he operates so I hope that clears it up uh, I kind of went a little faster than I would have liked to but there's a lot of scriptures uh, to see there to answer that question. And as I said earlier, we're reading about the one who wrote the scriptures that we initially started uh, out talking about in, t in the book of Timothy. Paul wrote that. But this was a man who God transformed his life. God led him. God showed him his purpose because before he wasn't walking in the purpose of God. 
he was doing the exact opposite of God's will. But God used even the evil that he did and turned it into good. So I hope that clears it up. Uh, at this time, are there any other questions? Uh, because I'm about to get fired up, as David would say. <laughs> David also says the spirit will lead and guide us into all truth. Mm -hmm. And without it, we can't be saved. We need it. So that's why we talk about it so much. And I thank God that we have hope that we can receive it. I thank God for the hope. If we don't have it, we can receive it because at one point or another, we all started out without it. So I thank God for just the opportunity to receive it. I thank God for that because we're not worthy. We don't deserve it. Someone said we didn't earn it either. So we don't have to be ashamed. You know, thinking about that, um, uh, the I was talking to some guys about some things, and uh, th this guy he was wanting to, uh, you know, it's easy to see with the help of God. That is, it's easy to see where people's hearts are. You know, I never seen the person's heart a day in my life, but I can see where their heart lies because of their actions. And the words that they say, a man told me, he said, yeah, well, I, I don't I don't have time to go to church uh, like that because, you know, I work six days a week. So Sunday, that's the day I'm trying to get some rest. And so he began to go on and talk about. How this church he knows, he said, man, they're willing to pay somebody two hundred and fifty dollars a service just to play the drums. He said, man, I'll get up there and play something. So he began to inquire about it. I said, man, I thought you I thought you weren't planning to go up there because, you know, that's the day that you need some rest. He said, man, for two hundred and fifty dollars, should I go up there? And so that shows me where a person's heart is, because it's not about studying and learning who God is. It's just about, man, I want to make a thousand dollars a month. He said, man, that's more money than I make a day at my job. I can be making 250 a day. But that's showing, you know, <laughs> and if he succeeds, at it, he'll be proud to get that 250. But in the end, he's going to be ashamed that he didn't actually learn who God was. I hope he takes uh, the opportunity to learn who God is. But if he does not, he's going to be ashamed in the end because God is seeing these things. We don't have time to learn who he is, but we have time to make some money, though. And so we, we continue talking for a while. And I began to ask him, I said, well, what kind of church is it? He said, well, I really don't know. I said, what's the name of it? Well, I'm not really sure. He said, it might be a Pentecostal church. He said, it might be. I think it is. I think I heard them speaking in tongues. And so him and the other guy, <laughs> they began to uh, <laughs> they began to mock speaking in tongues. He said, yeah, they man, people be speaking in tongues. He said, but for $250, I'll 
my Tourette's will start acting up. I might speak in tongues too. And he, he proceeded to fake speak in tongues. And so I took this opportunity while we were on this subject to explain to him what speaking in tongues is because I'm not ashamed of it. Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. It is the power of God. I understand what this is. This is God's power. And so after we talked about it, he said, well, I got to get out of here. But anyways, let's see what the comments are. Maybe. Amy said, it's okay. Get fired up. Uh, David says, where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty and freedom from the bondage of sin. Amy says, grace and mercy and brought me through and brought us all through. Amen. Continuing to bring us through now. And um, Chelsea asks, is that similar to the pastors that pressure the members to give offerings? I'm not sure what you're asking is what's similar. Uh, I'm not sure what what you're referring to is what's similar to pressuring members to give offerings. Uh, but I have seen many videos on that. And my goodness, <laughs> I, I was watching a video and this guy, uh, they were in church and <laughs> this man said, oh, what's that Holy Spirit? Oh, uh, oh, I'm hearing the spirit say everyone is going to give. I think he said forty five dollars. I can't remember what number it was now, but I mean, it, it's just it's just absurd that uh, people are using God's name and saying, yep. You know, God just told me, he said, oh, God, you know, I, I don't I don't. You know, one person said, wow, you know, I rarely see God in this type of mood, but he's in the mood tonight. If you praise him tonight, uh, you're going to receive something, he said. And, you know, it's incredible that people will do this to God. He said, man, I rarely see him in this type of mood. Good Lord. <laughs> uh, so Chelsea says the story is. um." In response to is what similar to the pastors that pressure the members to give offerings? She says the story you just told with the guy to attend church just for the two hundred fifty dollars to play the drums. Um, is that similar? Is it similar? Uh, and I guess that's two different scenarios. Uh, I mean, they're only there for the money. Yes. Oh yeah, I guess I guess I'm kind of trying to link those two together, uh, but yeah, I guess it, I guess that is similar if you're talking along those lines. If it's only for the money, because uh, definitely there's a lot of people only only doing what they do for money, uh, and you find out quick when money is not involved if people will still do uh, that same thing. But yeah. Uh, yeah, cause she also says it's like whenever it's money involved with church, it changes the concept. It seems like. Oh, yeah, because uh, people realize what is being taught. A lot of times people don't want to offend someone and they do that because if if I don't offend you, you're more likely to give. You're more likely to put money in you're more likely to invest. But, you know, when it comes to the true word of God, we have to be willing to tell people whether they get upset about it, whether they disagree, you know, or not. 
so yeah people people will do all types of things for money the man said he don't know what kind of church it is he wasn't 100 percent sure he wasn't sure what was the name of it he didn't care about any of that as long as they got the 250 dollars that's all he cared about and that's how a lot of people are when they go to a church they don't care what the church is teaching if it's a nice church we'll go if i like so-and-so so-and-so goes to the church i like them that's my friend i'll go well the church <laughs> they got a good choir the music is good i know i can say i've been to places like that before where i'm like man they got a good choir so i, I just go i've been that way but at some point we have to grow and mature in christ it's not about those things it's not about those things it's about the word of god that's the most important thing we're going to receive it's god's word that's what we should be looking forward to but we're not looking forward to that when that time comes you see people start getting up <laughs> people have to go out oh man i, I really gotta leave <laughs> but they stay for the rest of the service but now when the word is being preached they don't have time now so that's that's what tends to happen and, and one other thing uh we'll go ahead now uh david says i would say so because the lord warned about the hireling that is only in it for the filthy laner and not reaching the lost yep or oh, filthy, filthy lucre. lucre okay it's, yeah. it's a typo <laughs> yeah yeah people people get in it for the money you know I, i've had friends preaching and i realized they're doing it for the money I had a guy tell me he left one church because he felt he was doing it for the money and then i asked him about what he's doing now he's trying to work at a different church but they were going to pay him more money than the last church that's the reason he was doing it but that's the world we live in it's the world we live in but one day we'll be made ashamed so uh as we wrap this thing up uh if there are any questions though please feel free to ask uh, but just to recap what we've discussed it's about d doing the will of god because there are a lot of people who are not ashamed right now they're doing all sorts of wrong things and they're proud of it you know people are proud to do the wrong thing people are proud to lie people are proud to steal people are proud to live a life of sin but one day they will be made to be ashamed because we'll have to answer for all the wrong that we've did and so this is our opportunity we have hope we have hope and I thank God for that hope because there are people who feel they don't have any hope. They feel everything is a waste. They feel they have nothing left to live for. They feel that nobody cares. Nobody will ever love them. But even as we read about Paul, we've seen people might have been afraid of Paul. People might have not wanted to even deal with him because Ananias did not at first. We didn't read it, but Ananias did not want to deal with Paul. But God still sends people in our lives 
at the time of need. He's seen the need of Paul. God will help us when we need help. Go ahead, Mel. Uh, Roderick says, I always know the fruit of your life. And David says, when our hearts are right and we put the Lord first, he will take care of all our needs. He will. So I thank God for that. So if there is no other question, so please ask your questions if you have one, uh, because if not, we will close it off for tonight. Uh, but we don't have to stop if you guys have some things on your mind. Uh, so feel free. Uh, but I'm kind of just uh, giving some uh, final thoughts. Uh, Mel, if you did, you have something to say? <laughs> I was just gonna wait till he got done. Oh no, you can go ahead. I'm I sorry. Mean, no, you're fine. But there is not not a lot. Well, there is a lot that can be added to the message tonight because, especially when it comes with the money in the church, um, I mentioned this story a lot of times, but I hadn't mentioned it in a while. Um, I read something on social media about this guy. He wanted to be a preacher. So he talked about a guy that was already a preacher and he said, be sure to have your church in a location where the average salary is high. So that means that the higher the salary, the more you'll get in tithes because it's supposed to be 10%. So, and um, another story I heard um, is actually about the preacher TD Jakes, one of his friends who used to attend his church services before he got, you know, big and famous. And she said once more and more people started to come, more money coming, the messages started to change. And it ties into what Tony was saying earlier, how we don't want to offend anybody. Because, you know, if we offend them, then they're not going to give us the money. So we just have to look and see how the preachers are in the Bible and compare them to how the preachers are today. Many instances, I remember one of them said, silver and gold, have I none? And I'm not saying that having money is wrong, but we flaunt it so much and we have it backwards. It's the members of the church taking care of the pastor when it should be the other way around. The shepherd taking care of the sheep, but we have that backwards. And then that also puts a bad look to all of the other churches or somebody that's trying to teach the word of God, people will think, oh, they're just in it for the money. I remember we got a comment a long time ago and somebody commented money hungry demons. <laughs> and I'm trying, I'm sitting here thinking to myself now, all the live streams we've done, the zoom Bible studies back when we even used to do it on our, in our campus library, can't name one time where we asked for money because Never. it's not about that. <laughs> And uh, so that just goes to show that they didn't even listen. They didn't even listen or watch the video. Nope. <laughs> uh, let's see. We have oh, another boy. comment. David says, I want the truth so I can be saved. As we should all want the truth. In one place it says, have I become your enemy because I tell you the truth? As Tony said earlier, we shouldn't be, you know, we shouldn't care if if we step on your toes. because. That is what's going to get us to be saved, not making somebody feel good. Tony mentioned earlier, um, we feel like just because we're doing good in life, we have a leg up, nothing's bad really happening, that God is for what we're doing. 
and then we'll trick ourselves and say, well, God wants us to be happy, right? So whatever I'm doing, this must be the will of God. But God doesn't want us to be happy always, not if it causes us to go against his will, then of course not. Let me see. Uh, I don't think we have any more comments. I do want to add one thing, um, which I've never said on a Facebook. I don't recall. Uh, but I will ask you guys for one favor. I'm not going to ask for your money, but I will ask you to like the video uh, just so uh, more people will be able to see uh, and share it. If you if you guys feel up to it, uh, if you are willing to like, share, whatever, um, so we can get these videos out to more people just so more people can hear the word of God, because I do believe that there are people who are hungry for something you know people are sad uh you know stressed out depressed all sorts of things going wrong with people and so someone is looking for a reason to have hope someone is looking for that so uh, if you guys will uh, i do want to ask you to like and share um or whatever you know whatever the case may be just so we can reach more and more people uh but even if you don't you know i won't be upset with you because I do understand that God's word, uh, it will go forth. God has a way of spreading his word. He has a way of people hearing his word. Uh, so nevertheless, uh, I, we still will praise God and we'll thank God uh, no matter what happens. But definitely, definitely. Um, one of the last things or the last thing I want to say is uh, we can tell that we're living in the last days because it said we will call what's evil good and what's good evil um perilous times will come and that's that's what you know we're going through with with various different things you have people and it, it even ties back up into the money um one place i believe is in ecclesiastes it says money is the answer to all things but in another place it says the love of money is the root of all evil what we're willing to do to get it and I, i'm thinking about um people trying to take money from other people I've been scammed before and just recently another person messaged me on social media and I already knew it was a scam from the beginning, but I thought, Hey, let me waste his time. At least while I'm here wasting his time, he won't be trying to scam somebody else and they will go to the ends of the earth. They'll, they'll ask what you're doing. What do you do for a living? Trying to earn your trust. And then they'll say, well, have you validated your bank account? And, you know, I know that it was a scam, but other people, you know, won't know that. What they try to do is get you to connect your account and then enter in your your answer to your security questions so that they can get in and take your money. And so I, I, I messaged the guy like I'm, I said, look, man, I'm going to stop wasting both your and my time. I know this is a scam, but I was like begging, pleading with the guy to, you know, turn around, turn away from scamming people because. People have committed suicide. People's lives have been ruined. And you understand what you're doing to people because I know people have fallen for this very exact thing. And I said, hey, I'm, I'm a Christian guy. I, I have, you know, for, I forgive you and I love you for, you know, I forgive you for your wrongdoings. But please do what's right. And that's when he stopped messaging me. So I'm pretty sure he's, you know, trying the same trick on somebody else, but not just with scamming, but with anything. Thank you.
no, we have to do what's right. We have to be prepared. One place it says, be also ready. Because we, we don't know when the Son of Man is going to return. So I see we don't have any more comments, so I'm going to leave it there. So my weekly reminder to you guys, we have Zoom Bible studies every Monday morning. I mean, Monday evening at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. It's a good message each and every single week. And if that be it, rejoice in the Lord always because today's tribulations are tomorrow's testimonies. Count it all joy. Count it all joy. And again, count it all joy. There's reason to be joyful in the midst of every single storm, no matter what your earthly situation looks like. So God blesses and says the same. We'll see you guys next Thursday evening with another topic coming straight from the Word of God. You guys have a happy, safe, and blessed weekend. Thank you again for tuning in, the likes and the shares, and the comments. It all helps the video get pushed to more people. So thank you again for tuning in. Thank you for listening to our weekly Bible study podcast. We hope you enjoyed this evening's message. My name is Melvin Corners, here alone with Minister Tony Banks. You can catch these Bible studies live on Facebook every Thursday evening at 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time at facebook.com slash jmsbible. We hope to see you guys there. Thank you. Also, as mentioned in the message, we have Zoom Bible studies every Monday and Wednesday at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. To join our messages, all you'd have to do is click the meeting link in the description. There is also a link to listen to all of our previous Zoom messages as well. We hope to see you guys join in on the study. And always remember to rejoice in the Lord always. Oh,